Welcome to Homeschool Insights, the show that brings you biblical homeschool encouragement in under 10 minutes. I'm your host, Yvette Hampton. Homeschool Insights is sponsored by CTC Math. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com and try it for free. Now on to the show. Talk about the 1619 Project, because I know this is something that you have um, involved yourself deeply with. I know that you're very familiar with, with what's going on. And I want you to start out talking to the person who knows absolutely nothing at all about what the 1619 Project is. What is it? Why does it matter? And what's happening with it? So this is this is a very important topic. I, earlier in the week, we talked about uh, we want to be intentional with our kids and helping them know not just what is true, but why it is true. Because e- even if we're not worried about them being misled, that they might need to help navigate for their friends and, and, and maybe some of their friends who go to public school or, or, or they've heard some of these things. They they will need to know how, how do we help answer this. One of the things that the, the Bible even it admonishes is we need to be ready to give an account for everyone who asks, "What is the hope that is in us?" Well, that's part of the apologetics. We want to know the apologetics. Why do we believe what we believe? And part of that actually is important when it comes to American history. And and the reason it really does matter, and I'm going to set a little context, and I'm going to dive into the 1619 Project, but part of the context that matters is obviously we're living in an era where where truth itself is being questioned, and it's subjective truth, subjective morality, that there's so much of this thought and this postmodern era of ideology. But the reason truth ultimately matters, we know that Jesus said, First of all, in John 14, 6, that he was the way, the truth, and the life. Truth is found in Jesus. It's found in God. It's found in God's word. Truth does exist. And why it matters big picture, Jesus said in, in John 8, 32 to the disciples, he said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Truth brings freedom if we know truth, but we have to understand truth and then be able to communicate it, which for all of us who have had to teach things, there's a different level of understanding from you being able to do it to you being able to teach it. We want to help our kids know the truth well enough they can communicate this to help navigate their friends. The 1619 Project is one of the major things happening right now in public schools, happening around the nation. It was done back in 2019. The New York Times sponsored this initiative, and it was on the 400th anniversary of the 1619. And what they say, this is when the first African slaves arrived to America. Now, they make a lot of claims that almost all of them are historically inaccurate in this initiative. They try to show, incorrectly, but they show and they argue that America was built and birthed on the back of slavery. And they say, instead of 1776 being the founding of America, 1619 should be the founding of America, because that's when the first slaves arrived in America, and all of America was built on the back of slavery, and and really all white people in America oppressed all black people in America. So all black people were victims, all white people were oppressors. And, and this is the way the narrative goes. Now, this also is very similar to critical race theory for those who maybe have paid attention. Uh, critical race theory is a Marxist ideology. It's built on the idea of critical theory. And critical theory, when Marx did this, it was much more of an economic theory. It was the idea that if people have money, the only reason they have money is because they stole from other people. And if you don't have money, the only reason you don't have money is because you were stolen from. And, and the whole idea of Marx is a, a, a class and power struggle. So you have the oppressor and you have the oppressed. And, and there's only two categories. So you are always either in the category of the oppressor or the category of the oppressed. Well, well, this Marxist ideology was initially promoted in America early 1900s. It was never embraced in America because in America, there's too much fluidity in the market. Everyone, every one of us right now 
involved in this conversation, everyone listening to this podcast, everyone, either you or your parents or your grandparents, only three generations, somebody in that was in dire poverty, right? Either we are, our parents were, our grandparents, somebody came from crazy poverty. And yet, for, for most of us, we have seen our parents, our grandparents rise from that. Maybe, right, we're that generation that we're going to help our kids. We're going to set a new standard and tone. We're not going to live broke. We're going to have some financial freedom. But the reality is in America, you have the possibility, there's opportunity to rise above that. But this is the point. That's the reason that this idea never worked in America, because there was too much fluidity in people's ability to come out of poverty and, and to achieve some financial stability, to, to gain some wealth. And so the idea of critical theory never took root in America. But back in the 1960s uh, and, and Harvard, they said, well, what if we apply critical theory instead of in an economic sense, what if we applied it to race? And we look at the disparity of outcomes and, and races and, and we can say it's based on the law. Well, this is where critical theory first kind of was exposed to root in America. And now it's grown to the place critical race theory is literally being taught in public schools. And the way it's being taught is that all people who were, were not white European Anglos. So whether you were Native American, whether you were Hispanic, whether you were Spanish, whether well, not always Spanish even, because sometimes they're a little too white in this, this kind of mantra of the way they're doing the comparison, the oppressor and oppressor. But if you're, if you're a black American, if you're an African American, if you do not have white skin, then you fit in the oppressed category. And if you have white skin, you are in the oppressor category. Now, they don't care that for, for virtually all of these white people, none of them have had slaves, right? None of us had slaves. And arguably, for many of us, not even our ancestors had slaves. Because if you go back in American history, there was an abolition movement. And, and there were white people leading the abolition movement in America, but they don't care about that. They say, nope, if you have white skin, you're an oppressor. If you have dark skin, you've been oppressed. And kids are literally learning this. There's, there's so many news articles over the last couple of years of elementary school students coming home in, in tears to their parents. And the mom would say, what's wrong? And, and they would say, I, I, I was told at school that I'm bad because of the color of my skin. Or I was told at school that, that, that I've been oppressed because of the color of my skin. Literally, elementary kids are learning yeah. their value system based on the color of their skin. So instead of following the, the MLK standard of, right, where he, he had a dream. Remember the famous MLK speech, right. I have a dream. I have a dream that one day his, his daughters would not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. The 1619 Project and critical race theory go a diametrically opposite position of that. They say, we should judge people based on the color of their skin, not based on their lifestyle, their manners, their behavior. We should judge them based on the color of their skin. Well, the 1619 Project goes so far as to say that in the American Revolution, the founding fathers actually fought the revolution to protect and preserve the institution of slavery. Wow. Now, if you've never read the Declaration, there's 27 grievances, and nowhere in there does it say, the founding fathers say, we want to protect slavery, that's why we're fighting revolution. Right. That's not true. Nearly everything that is said in the 1619 Project is historically inaccurate, but this is literally what kids are learning, and this is why most kids, right now, if you talk to most high school students that have come from public school, they can tell you more bad things about America then they can't tell you anything good about America because they're being indoctrinated with America's evil and America's racist and America's awful. And this is the narrative they're hearing. This is part of the narrative of the 1619 Project. It's certainly the narrative of critical race theory. And right now, this has been adopted. Those two things, 1619 Project, critical race theory, that's been adopted in thousands 
literally thousands of public schools in America. So, and, and even the schools, because some states have said, we will not teach critical race theory. We, we will not have the 1619 project in our schools. But there are woke teachers in these public schools who yeah. are saying, okay, I won't teach the 1619 project. I'll call it something different, but they're teaching right. the same thing. Our kids are being taught to not only hate America, but to hate each other and to judge people based on the color of skin. There's a reason that we're seeing more racial tension in our nation than we saw 10 or 15 or 20 years ago. This is being programmed into students. And we need to have the awareness that this is what kids in public school are learning because we need to help our kids be able to navigate and have these conversations when when they have students tell them, well, we know that America is systemically evil because systemic oppression of white systemic slavery and systemic blah, 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 blah. Well, well, is that true? And, 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 And how do we have that conversation? How do I help my friend who I love so much, but they're so misled and they believe this nonsense so strongly? How do I help guide them in truth? This is why it matters that as individuals, we are aware of what is happening in these public institutions, because this is what rising generations are going to believe. And we want to help our kids not only know what is true, have the apologetics for what is true, but be able to have wisdom and discernment and engage in conversation with their friends who are buying into this nonsense. Thanks for joining us for Homeschool Insights. For more great homeschool inspiration and resources, listen to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And be sure to watch the film Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution.